Welcome to Earful of Fantasy, the best damn fantasy football pod in the universe. We're live each Wednesday night on Facebook and available every Thursday morning from your favorite podcast service. Support the show for free stuff and an on-air shout-out at patreon.com slash earful. And be sure to hit us up throughout the week on Twitter at EOFantasy. Now, on to the show. And we are live. Welcome, everybody, to the Earful of Fantasy podcast. My name is Liam Poach, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Chris Maitland. Chris There you go. Maitland. Hey, you, you, you'll get it eventually. I think we only know each other for, like, what, 10 years at least? Something 12, about that. something like that. Yeah. I mean, my name, my name has gotten different since last week, too. Exactly. But, Chris, how the heck are you doing there? Uh, well, I'm devastated by the news that Chad Kelly got cut by the Colts. But besides that, I'm fine. Maybe he can go oh. back to maybe he can go back to uh, living in that lady's house he broke into after Bob Miller's uh, Halloween party last year. Darn it. I wanted to make a drunken getting arrested joke about Chad Kelly. You beat me to the punch. Anyway. Well, it, took me, it took me two weeks because you left it as a, as, a, as a joke in the notes two weeks ago. And I was like, I finally got a window because he got waived today. <laughs> Cause I forgot to make it. And I'm like, damn it. I want to make this Chad Kelly joke. And I was going to like, just let it go. But then I saw he got waved about like, at like four o'clock this afternoon. And I'm like, all right, I'll put that. I'll put that in my monologue tonight. This yeah, is a so monologue, by the way. I totally, yeah. yeah you the, you, you, the, you the think this spontaneous banner? No, no, no. For those that don't know the Colts sign, Brian Hoyer. So right now we got a whole Brady bench fiesta going on in Indianapolis. But yep. anyway, to give Roman you guys. Rohan Davies coming up next. <laughs> please. Please let Rohan Davy come back into the NFL. Anyway, to give you guys a little bit of background to the show, rather than rugby, me and Chris will be talking NFL fantasy football, along with other news and developments surrounding the National Football League. Feel free to hit us up with any comments, news, views, and abuse in the comments section. Uh, you can also hit us up on Fantasy at Twitter, at EO Fantasy, on, on our Facebook page, Earful of Fantasy. Also, please, right now, look us up on your favorite podcast provider because this is the last week we will be on Earful of Dirt's normal feed. Yes. So please subscribe we- on uh, on you know on uh, Spotify. Sub- uh, uh, subscribe on that orange. Logo podcasting, of course. Logo one. It's Stitcher, <laughs> wherever the hell out. Apple Podcasts. Exactly. Whatever the hell you guys listen Dixie to. Dixie Cup Podcasts, wherever you go. You tie a tin can up to your neighbor's yeah. wall while he's listening to Apple Play. I don't know. Exactly. Anyways, go to a, go to a vacant circuit city and 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 do something there and find a podcast device because they totally sold those at Circuit City when it was still around. For the love of God, subscribe! Yeah, subscribe, please. We need your we need your help. I know, I don't. And, and this first two and a half minutes, I mean, if nothing's going to convince you to subscribe, I don't know what the hell is going to. Yeah, I mean, this and is it, woo. All right, earful of fantasy. Subscribe, do yep. it. Anyway, Twitter, Facebook, we're all over the place. There's on all sorts the of fun down. stuff on there. Yes, let's <laughs> all go. All right, so. After uh, that ramble that we just gave you, we're going to give you a little bit of info on our personal fantasy weeks. As always, you're going to hear us lamenting and hating on each other. That's part of the uh, show. Oh, yeah. After that, Chris is going to go over his, some of his waiver wire targets that you guys that follow us on Twitter, all 30 yep. of you at the moment. You guys probably saw that already. Every Tuesday. Every Tuesday yep. night. Like roughly Check. 5 Eastern. Check it, it out, out, check it out, at EO Fantasy. And the, we're going to be discussing the recent rash of QB injuries and how your fantasy team can recover from them. And then, of course, stardom and sit them. Chris, you ready to uh, yep. re- ready to tell us how you did? Uh, this week, yeah, uh, this is going to come as a huge shocker. I did exactly the same as last week. Two yeah. and two. So, 
Uh, yes, of course, in the league that I'll get into our league that we are in respectively, because that's the league I'm currently doing the worst in at the moment. But I would like to give a shout out to the two people that saved me in fantasy this week. I was in, in the league that I'm 2-0 in, that I'm the commissioner in. There's two there's two gentlemen that saved me. I was in a, 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 a shootout until Sunday evening, and it actually carried into Monday. But um, one, Mr. Julio Jones... Uh, particularly, thank you for that fifty-four yard touchdown in the fourth I quarter. I thought you were going to shout out real people for a second, but like, no, you're actually just shouting out players. No, no, no well, 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 I am shouting out real people. If I was, I mean, if I was going to shout well, out well, someone, yeah, well, you know, I'll shout out, you know, I'll go uh, Michael Bishop. I'll shout out him. You know, Bishop from Juice, R.I.P. Tupac, um, Machine Gun Kelly. Uh, I'll shout him out. Uh, he doesn't deserve a shout, but I'll shout him out anyways. Thanks for ruining Ecstasy by Young Thug on the remix, you a hole. Um, yeah. So, anyways, back to my actual fantasy. Was that sufficient? Yeah, that, that, that was definitely okay. good. That was that, that was pretty. All right, good laundry list. All right, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I try. Uh, yeah, so Julio Jones, thank you for the, thank you for those two touchdowns, pal. And uh, Nick Chubb, not a uh, particularly great outing, but that uh, that touchdown in the second quarter uh, put me over the top because I, I my opponent had Robbie Anderson, and thankfully he did not do anything until the fourth quarter. So if I didn't get that Chubb touchdown, though, probably one to one. So thanks, uh, thanks, Mr. Nicholas Chubb. Uh, on the downside of things, um, it, it it's it, it surprisingly took me till week two to get cute and screw myself. Um, and in 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 the league we are in, I did that because I was the entire week I was I was considering not starting Allen Robinson. I was like, well, you know what? Like the Bears are going to Denver. Vic Fangio, their former defensive coordinator, is on the other side. Like he's gonna like shut Trubisky down entirely. But then I'm like. And he's likely going to have Chris Harris, one of the best corners in the league, shadowing him. But then I'm like, but he was the only guy in the offense that looked good in week one, so maybe he'll do something. And because we, as we all know in fantasy, week you know weeks one to two is very consistent. Very, very not, important. Not at all varying in high levels of and degrees. Well, and also, I know, you th- I mean, like, and plus you want to hitch your wagon to as many members of that electric Bears offense as, as possible. And yeah, Mitch, Mitch Trubisky lighting up the scoreboard this year. Hot start. MVP. He's got like 140 passing yards in two games. It's amazing. Um, but, and the whole week, and, and then here's the kicker. You know who I was considering playing, but I left on the bench the entire time. And this Eddie is the Pinheiro. Yes. No, Cody <laughs> Parkey. Um, no, actually, uh, Mike Vanderjack is who I was going to start. Uh, but no, um, it was uh, Mark Andrews. Uh, who of course exploded and was the top five was the was the number one tight end this week. So that that felt pretty good. I uh, lost the, by this, six with, points. With this with this offense though, is it going to be Tariq Cohen? Is it going to be Niles Davis? Is it going to be Niles Niles Davis? <laughs> Niles <laughs> Mike Davis. Mike but Davis. Thank you for reminding me of Niles Davis. No, I can yeah. also confirm that uh, former Chiefs running backs Priest Holmes, Larry Johnson, and uh, uh, Larry Johnson will not be there. Uh, but, um, yeah, I, I, guess I, I drew a blank on Spencer Ware for a second. So I said Larry Johnson twice. Um, but yeah, who the hell knows with the Paris man? I mean, also like it also entirely depends on whether or not Trubisky can get the ball to anybody. I mean, really, I don't care who the hell produces, but anyways, in terms of our fantasy team, Trubisky came into the league with so much promise of being like an accurate passer who was just a bit raw with his mechanics, but it's kind of turned into this guy who's very consistently high in a way with a lot of his passes, much in the way that I've seen Baker Mayfield be, but that's because he's six foot, you know, trying to throw over guys who are six foot eight rushing him. But with Trubisky, there just seems to be some sort of mechanical, you know, issue leading to some 
you know, wild passes, much like uh, Blake Bortles down in Jacksonville. Yeah, he kind of he doesn't turn the ball over as much as Blake, so he really he he truly and I believe when they draft him, like best case scenario, this guy is, is Ryan Tannehill, and that's what he's been so far. Except except Ryan Tannehill wasn't as much of a roller coaster. Who Trubisky, has the better last name though, Tannehill or Trubisky? That's Trubisky. But anyways, enough about my team because I I uh, enough about my actual team. Uh, yeah. So, and losing by losing by six points because of a decision. No, it's one thing when I, when you make a decision, a roster decision and you get your ass kicked, it's fine. Cause you're like, Oh, I, I like this wouldn't have mattered. I had no chance. Or if you are lucky enough to squeak out a win, like in the aforementioned league that Chubb and Julio got me, I got cute in that league too, but it didn't, I, I benched uh, Chris Goblin for Michael Gallup and, but I won, so it didn't matter, but there's nothing worse than when you lose because of a decision you made. And it, there's nothing worse when when that decision was a second guess when you could have yes. gone with your gut or when you could have gone with your brain. Sometimes your gut is the one telling your brain not to go with the good decision. Yes, and sometimes because it's wrong. fantasy yes. is a cruel, cruel bitch, and that's it, just the way it works. That is that is true, and you are your own worst enemy in fantasy sports. And I learned that again, losing by six yep. and dropping to zero and two. The Hobbs and Shaw would be ashamed of me. <laughs> I have I never, seen, I have never seen a single Fast and Furious movie. But well, big one, mistake. Well, that, that's what my team's named after, by the way. Just a little insider information, because I, I, I and again, I know this is a, another riveting story for the listeners. Three members of our league, I, when I want to go drop the league dues off at the commissioner of that league's house, Hobbs and Shaw came up and they were all mocking it, and I'm like, you guys are all very mean. So, in spirit of that, I named my fantasy team 2019 Dream Team. Now, on the surface, that seems like I'm talking about the roster I assembled. No, no, no. I'm referring to Hobbs and Shaw. And that's my avatar. And I am letting down Mr. 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 Uh, Luke Shaw. No, sorry. Mr. Luke Hobbs and Mr. Deckard Shaw. So, I'm hey. very sorry. If, if Hobbs and Shaw would have anything to say about it, I think you should be drafting Ricky Jarrett. Yes, exactly, exactly. You know, as long as uh, what's his name is the commissioner on your on your team, you know, rising through the ranks at an unreasonably fast pace. You yes, you would be referring to the one and only Charles I Robinson. I think his name is something like that. I know the actor's name. I know the actor's name is Omar Benson Miller. Uh, Now I'm very ashamed of you. Uh, Ballers is the greatest show on television. I'm very uh, very ashamed that I did not uh, remember the name of Charles. (laughs) <laughs> I don't remember Charles' last name, but yes, he did ascend from uh, used car salesman, or sorry, car salesman, to the general manager of the Los Angeles Rams. Within like and, two or three seasons. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, it was like basically he gave like one piece of advice to a guy on the Dolphins, and all of a sudden he became the assistant GM, and then he, then they're like, the GM got fired in Miami, and he ended up at the Rams for some reason. And now Spencer's going to be an the owner, owner of the Chiefs. Yeah. Owner of the Chiefs. What a show. Anyways, how did you do this? <laughs> Ballers, t- Sundays at 1030 Eastern on HBO. Final season. H- HBO, please pick up this show yes. and sponsor us. Exactly. John David right. Washington, congratulations on your big movie career. All right. So, Sorry about getting my- hit by that car. That must have hurt. So anyway, for my fantasy week, I'll try to wrap this up really quickly. I'm sure you guys probably want to get onto the real stuff. Once more, I went Ballers one and spot. two uh, between <laughs> – once more, I went one and two between my three leagues. Um, I kind of came in rolling on metal too, in the even in the league that I won, which Chris very well knows is not the same league that no, we're in together. You were somehow one of the few poor slobs that are doing worse than me. However, half that league is zero and two, so I still have a chance. 
Oh yeah, but no. Sh- <laughs> yeah, sh- shout out to Mike Evans averaging me about five points a game in that yeah. league so far, and I continue to start him. I'm going to continue to start him because the week that I put Mike Evans on the bench is the week that he's going to explode for oh. 123 yards and two TDs. Maybe he, he maybe he might not have the Rhea anymore, so I think he'll be all right for this week. The Rhea, I think yeah. the Rhea's passed. Yeah, but anyway. Uh, like, like in, in terms of our league, though, a touchdown or two from Baker Mayfield also would have made a tiny bit of difference mm. like for me, along with some Mike Evans improvement in, uh, you know, in terms of points. But yeah, Baker's really, really the, burned you so far. Yeah, no, there, there's something wrong with this roster for me at this point. I think it may have been the whole 12 man league element to it. There's a lot like, you know, on average, every five rounds, there's like an extra 10 players who were off the board. So you don't really have a whole lot of depth when uh, when you uh, 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 when your original starters are working oh. out. And that's kind of the problem that I'm running into. I carried Naheem Himes through week one. Dropped him real quick. Yeah, I'm currently in a predicament in that league because my, my number four and five receivers are D.D. Westbrook and Jamison Crowder. And obviously with the quarterback injuries, I'm like, eh, I don't know what to do here. Westbrook. Hey, man, uh, you know, I was like, uh, oh, actually, no, Crowder's not on the Redskins anymore. I was no, he's on the Jets, say, dude. Yeah, no, he's, he's on, on the, the Jets. Jets. And he's so and Trevor he, Simeon or, or no, Luke No, it's Falk. Luke Falk, dude. Luke Simeon, Falk, Simeon's man. ankle exploded. But yeah, yeah, Crowder, I, I saw that live. That yeah, was, so did I. That it was, was very bad. I'm surprised. I can't believe he walked off the field. But yeah. Crowder, no, the thing is, we'll see when Kissy Boy comes back, Darnold, uh, sorry, Crowder caught like 14 balls on week one. So I want to keep him around. Westbrook with, with Foles being out for 11 weeks or so, I might give up on him after next week. Yeah. But. So any, anyway, uh, in one league, though, just to wrap this up, I had three, I have three tight ends on the roster. Uh, two went scoreless, um, OJ Howard and David Njoku. So it turns out I should have played TJ Hawkinson. With his, um, with his six yards, yeah, yep, with his whole six yards. It turns out he was the guy. He his one point seven points. Um, you know, but he was chilling on my bench. Uh, I went with Njoku, who um, ESPN reported uh, a few hours ago. Um, surgery is, is is being considered an option at this point. He's looking into second opinions, but unfortunately, it's realistic that the Browns are going to be looking at. Uh, at least like six to eight weeks without David Njoku. Whoa, That's just whoa, whoa, an estimate you, right now. A concussion. What happens? I actually did well, not hear it. It's, it's his wrist. Oh, shit. He hurt his wrist on, in addition to getting a concussion? Good yeah, lord. Dude, 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 check your ESPN notifications. I, I, got a, I, got a, I got a notification on Yahoo, but I saw that he was out, but I figured he'd been ruled out because of the concussion. I didn't, I didn't investigate further. Freaking Yahoo. Good. So, any, anyway... We got to move on just to keep ourselves on schedule. Uh, Chris, why don't you tell us about waiver wire targets? All right. So I'll run through this real quick. All right. So my, my top waiver wire target, I will spend literally no time on because we have an entire next segment where we're going to talk about this very much thing. But I can tell you that my the quarterback that I'm targeting in the wake of all this injury is my number one target. Good old Mr. Tall Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills. Uh, DraftJoshAllen.com. Yeah, exactly. Please, we go there. All right, so they got, then I got Raheem Mostert from the Niners. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, clearly, the Niners' backfield is kind of a mess right now, particularly with Tevin Coleman out. But, I mean, Matt Breida, Mostert, and Jeff Wilson Jr. is even getting some carries. However, Mostert, and and I will – there is a little bit of a uh, – you are kind of rolling the dice here because Mostert did do a lot of that da- – not a lot, but a fair amount of that damage in garbage time. But it does look like he is going to be the 1B behind Breida, and that is a, a run-heavy offense that Kyle Shanahan runs, particularly with that receiving core is a damn mess. So I think Mostert should he, – he he has solid upside moving forward, and Coleman's, not, Coleman's out for at least the next month. So he's a nice uh, – and uh, running back, obviously, if you're looking for like RB3, Mostert could, fill, could absolutely fill that uh, gap. Um, Demarcus Robinson for the Chiefs, I mean, obviously – uh, yeah, he, he didn't do anything week one, and it very well could go up and down. But if you're going to take a risk on anybody, 
any receiver on any on any team. It's gonna be the Chiefs. So then I got. I mean, I mean, and th- this is a this is this this is a crazy one. Um, Joey Sly, the kicker for the Panthers, going into the kicker bin. My baby. man has kicked six field goals and six field goals. Plus, his name sounds like he's a low level mobster. So what's what's Dude. Where is the love for Pinheiro, baby? One not, missed field goal so, so far. Two, two over 50 yards. You're not buying the hype? No. Not yet. Not yet. I, I, and then people are calling him Eddie Gennaro in Chicago. Eddie Money, like, no, thank you. I'm good. Like, like come on. Like, I understand it was bound to happen if this guy hit a kick. What, like, any kick. I mean, I mean, like, it, I mean, considering honestly, where we so, were last season, like, given condescending applause when Cody Parkey hit a 35-yarder, or an extra point for that matter. And... Uh, like still, it's two weeks, and I very much I'm very appreciative of what he did last week. He provided me with a nice, unexpected rush of joy last Sunday. You guys didn't deserve that chance, by the way. I don't believe dude, you guys got that timeout, dude. I'm not gonna pretend uh, the timeout was your problem. It wasn't the it, yeah. wasn't the it wasn't the blatantly not roughing the passer on Bradley Chubb. Darn right, man. I don't think it was the time. It was the timeout was your problem. That that's a new angle. Holy <laughs> hell, I haven't heard that one. I mean, dude. You got to realize Trubisky completed a pass. That was remarkable enough. He completed a pass 25 yards down the field to Allen Robinson. No. Also, I, mean, I don't want to hear – Okay, it, it was a pretty pass, though. He stepped up in the pocket. He, it was a pretty did, nice, nice rifle over the middle. Trubisky but like, Trubisky, yeah. he's like the Kelvin Benjamin of quarterbacks. He makes – he blows Whoa. the routine. He blows Whoa. the routine. He's, it's not an apples-to-apples apples comparison because – it's, like, it's not a Twinkies to Twinkies comparison. Is no, I'm like not talking it. about the size, but Calvin Benjamin <laughs> was a guy before he before he like his weight became too much of a problem. Calvin Benjamin was a guy who would make insane sideline catches, like crazy toe taps and crazy contested catches, and then drop like a five yard slant. And that's Trubisky. He'll whiff a he'll whiff a shovel pass, and then he'll throw a thirty yard bomb downfield perfectly. It's he'll also like, whip the most. It's not, but that's why it's not apples to apples because Trubisky will also he'll hit routine passes and whiff deep ones. But it seems like he he always you don't know what you're getting on a throw by throw basis with Trubisky. That's what makes him so infuriating. Absolutely. So you know what? Speaking of quarterbacks, uh, we've actually had a whole rash of injuries. Yeah. To, uh, Packers defense. Last week. Packers defense. Last, last one. Packers defense. Pick them up. Oh. Sorry, yeah. Uh, yeah. Four, fourth rank Definitely. defense. Fourth rank defense through through two weeks. Six sacks, five takeaways, only nineteen points allowed. So, pick them up. Absolutely. So, as I was saying, uh, you know, because yeah. of some pretty good defenses. No, totally cool. Because of some pretty good defenses and because of some pretty physical defenses, we have had a whole rash of quarterback injuries Everyone's in dead. the NFL to huge uh, franchise quarterbacks. Drew Brees down for at least six weeks six week with a thumb injury. Ben Roethlisberger out for the season with elbow surgery. Cam Newton questionable with uh, ankle? Foot. Ankle. He re-aggravated a foot injury. Yeah, he's, he's still in a walking boot. He's likely not going to play on Sunday, and he'll probably be out for another couple weeks after that. Yep, and I think there's one more minor injury. Nick Foles broke his collarbone week one, and well, of course you're yeah. forgetting about Kissy Bandit Sam Darnold, who is out indefinitely oh. with the mom- Sammy, no, no, no. Sammy, Sammy, Sammy Pimpy. Sammy Pimp and Sam Darnold out there in New York City just kissing kissing all the people. Broadway Sam's been spending a little bit too, a little bit too much time in the shoes of Joe. Exactly. Too yeah. many dirty mouths that Sam Darnold's been in. Far too many. <laughs> so Chris. Sex bot Sam. So Chris, let me ask you, 
All right, let, let's say you had Drew Brees. Let's say you had Ben Roethlisberger as somebody yeah. you were depending on in the long run for your season. Um, if you were depending on Ben Roethlisberger in the long run for your season, you probably made a whole I, bunch of other mistakes drafting. Yeah, but let, let, let's say for the sake of argument, Drew Brees is not a bad option. Yeah. No, Drew Brees, Drew Brees, because I, I went through this in preparation. Like I went through my drafts and like looked where these guys went. Roethlisberger, on average, was like the 14th or 15th quarterback taken in my drafts. And so that puts him at like the high end of a QB2, obviously. And R- Drew Brees was an average of seven. So that's in the middle middle tier of QB1s. So what what what's your first step personally? All right, like, well like, there is there is like, who do you go to? What's your strategy? What are you looking right, at? There is well there is no shortage there is no shortage of strategies. Now I will open with this QB. If you are going to have a, any position where you're played with injuries, quarterback is the best of the bunch because it's not super super difficult to replace. It's not a complete cakewalk because I know some people that are live on the edge and only take one quarterback and then they're like then they're left to pick from like Blake Bortles and friggin' Case Keenum and you're like what what what, what did I do? Like I mean like I have a kid who who lost Breeze only had one quarterback now he started Davis Winston. So that's that's a little <laughs> sketchy. All right, so there are several approaches. Now there's one and that's that's if you were this person you just cry because like if you, if you don't have the personnel to back up your make up your quarterback deficiency, you're probably screwed and you should probably just cry because your season's over. So there's that. Uh, there is the second one is cross your is if you drafted a guy, because like like let's say you drafted Drew Brees, but if you paired that with a Tom Brady or a Dak Prescott or a Lamar Jackson who are all in the in the QB2 range, then you're in business. Then you lucked out. Breeze or Roethlisberger was a was a luxury if you took if you took one of those guys. Then there is the one, the uh, another option though, which I'm not huge on. But if you are Mr. Dice Roller, you can go the streaming route. How do you feel about streaming? Uh, before I continue, how do you feel about streaming quarterbacks? Because quarterbacks, I don't like stream. I don't like streaming quarterbacks. Week well, by the week. Thing, no, I, I I honestly don't like streaming quarterbacks either. And here's why: it's because you're leaving yourself vulnerable on a week by week every basis. single week. So. So here's the thing. So in one of my other leagues, uh, my, my friend Dan, somehow, someway, somebody dropped Lamar Jackson and he was able to pick him up. He's going to he's gonna be holding him up. Sorry, that blows my mind. Yep. And I, I honestly, I didn't even look in the group chat to see who it was because I, I, I don't even think the person ended up admitting it. Was, oh, some, but, was, this, and, was, it, was this before week one? What, no, it was right after week one. Wait, wait, it was wait, right, wait, wait, it was wait, wait, right wait. After, week one. after he was literally the number one fantasy quarterback in week one. 100%. Like, no, thank you. I don't want this guy on my and, team. And, and here's the thing that there's not a lot Whoa. of novices. There's not a lot That's of novices wild. in this league. Like, 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 there's one kid who's who, who's maybe one year experience in fantasy, and it wasn't him. Who, like, so, like, That's I'm, I'm so, yeah, so, so anyway. There's not going to be a Lamar Jackson waiting on your waiver wire. No, and that and and that's the big problem. Wait, though, so is, is this kid he, is this kid reduced to streaming now? Because he what? because he is well, he reduced know, he, to he, streaming. He, 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 here's the thing: I don't I, I don't know who it is. I haven't looked you know okay. too deep into gotcha. who it was that right. that allowed Lamar Jackson to get onto this waiver wire. No, I'm gonna now now that you mentioned it, I'm probably gonna have to look a little bit more into he, it. Yeah, but please anyways, please but, please launch an investigation because I'm very curious. But, what yeah, but, but but like but like I'm saying, that's not going to happen at all every week and you're going to leave yourself vulnerable. So you could take, let's say Jimmy Garoppolo on a good week uh, against a pretty weak defense. If he's available on the but waiver. Really, Gar- but, but Garoppolo is kind of like 50, 50. So there's, there's no guarantee like in terms of being owned. So there's like no guarantee. So like when I think streaming quarterbacks, I think like for, like, for example, this week, like somebody's going to be like, all right, guys, 
Like, mm, let me let me think for a second. Like, uh, uh, like okay, so because Jacksonville's defense has, hasn't been great so far. So like somebody's like, okay, Mariota sounds good. Uh, I, I, I want to play I, Mariota. I, I, I mean, Ma- Mariota is one of those guys who like he can put up some rushing numbers like on a good day, but at yeah. the end, but but at the at the same time, there's always the chance, the very likely chance that that offense is going to be running through Derrick Henry and the run game through the entirety yeah. of the game, and Mariota's only going to end up throwing like ten or fifteen times. Yeah. And exactly. so, so, so that's what I'm saying. I I don't I don't like leaving yourself vulnerable to quarterbacks who are prone to having more down weeks than they are having up weeks. You can have a, exactly. there's a lot there's a lot more quarterbacks who are flavors of the week rather than consistent performers. And I think Marcus sure. Mariota is that guy who garners one or two flavor of the week awards every, you know every so often in the season. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. two or three times in the season. Yeah yeah and Mariota and Mariota at least is a guy that doesn't really turn the ball over a lot. So well, like that so that's that's a that's a positive heaven, but like you can't afford to do that in my eyes unless you're the rest of your team is loaded. Because I yeah. I did have a team one time where I won the championship. My quarterbacks for the bulk of the season were Ryan Tannehill and Jay Cutler. Wow. But the rest of my team was so good it didn't matter. So I was, so I could afford to have get 13, 14, 15 points a week for the quarterback position. So, but as, yes, to, to as, bring, long, as long as it was a consistent 14 or 15 points, generally speaking, and occasionally Cutler will put up like 30 out of nowhere. It was, it was, it was, it was nice. Like that I was mean, one week. I remember they were in the run. It was the last year the Rams were in St. Louis and he had a game where he like spazzed and threw like four touchdowns. That, that really helped yeah. me out. But, I mean, basically my advice for the, for this whole scenario, when it comes to replacing a quarterback is let, it's kind of like we've been saying, I, I say stick to the game managers, you know, like, uh, so one guy I've been, I've been thinking about though is Case Keenum. So far through the first two weeks, he's been pretty steady. I think at least two two touchdowns. And he's, he yes, he's gotten two touchdowns in the in the in the first two weeks. And he threw for over he threw for over three hundred fifty yards against the Eagles in Week One. Exactly. Another guy is Kirk Cousins. Now, Kirk, I don't think he's the ninety million dollar quarterback that he was hyped up to be. Well, he might be in his prime. What his prime is is a guy who throws forty touchdowns due to a ton of garbage time. Uh, relaxed defenses that yeah. he plays against because he, he's been blown out by 28 points. By the he's been score. aggravating through two weeks. I have as a backup in one league, and I haven't been playing it, but his numbers have not been great. But Exactly. But here's the thing. Like, yeah, he can get you 12 but, to but I agree. I agree with you. No, see, Keenum scares me because there's a chance that, like, Haskins could take his job at any minute. Yeah. So like, but, at the same, but at the same time, Haskins has had pretty well-documented problems through training camp with accuracy and with learning true. the playbook and stuff like that. So here, I know what, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if Keenum – Made it through fourteen games. I'm not. I'm not I'll worried about. Yeah, I'm not I worried agree. about Dwayne Haskins uh, coming in. I wouldn't be now. Game. No, absolutely not. Because the Redskins aren't yeah. out of it yet. Yeah. No, definitely not. And that defense is pretty good. I'm. I'm weary about playing any kind of running back or wide receiver against that defense. The Redskins. You no, know, they. They do. They do have some nice guys up front. Jonathan Allen. Um. Uh, Deron Payne. Payne. Yeah, Deron Payne. Like they. They. They have some. They have some good players up there. But like, uh, and and they honestly of all the teams that are zero two, the teams that are expected to be like complete trash. Like they haven't looked that bad for the first two weeks. They hey, really so. So this but, has nothing to do with anything, but remember yeah. Solomon Thomas is like a thing. Yeah. Like yep. The year that Trubisky was drafted, I remember that I wanted the Bears to take him. I'm actually kind of glad they did not. Yeah. I'll, I'll like, take, like he, he's still like a dude, right? Like he. Oh uh, yeah. Then I was trying to trade him in the offseason. Nobody wanted him because he's he's, yeah. he's been, he was the number two pick and he's done absolutely nothing. He was the number yeah, three, like, number three pick. Sorry, number three pick. Uh, but yes. Anyways, so to, to finish up, so obviously Taking the route. Ahead of Payne. Yes, exactly. So obviously, the route that a lot of people are to go is head to the waiver wire. So, who 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 is available now? I'll tell you my favorites. Obviously, it depends well, on the league. Like I said, Keenum and Cousins, I think, are available in a lot of leagues. Uh right? yeah, Keenum Keenum's available in basically any league. 
So Case Keenum, you can get with completely Kobe Brissett as well. Yes, and Brissett is a guy I like as a deep sleeper because, like you said, if you like game managers, Brissett has man- – now, the yardage is not there. If he is not getting the end zone, you're s- kind of screwed. And he did have two turnovers last week, but the, the, the fumble was really weird, and I, I wouldn't put too much stock in that. That's not going to happen. But he also subsidized that with a little bit of rushing as well. He He's did. He runs a little bit. Yeah. He does run a little bit, which I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to expand on the, upon that more in a second. But Brissett – he he threw he's thrown for two touchdowns in each of the first two games. He's so that's fine. He hasn't turned the ball over a lot usually, with the exception of last week. So percent if you're like if you're in a, a, a league where quarterbacks, if you're in a deep deep league or a league where, where everybody has two quarterbacks, percent's a good good option to go. Now see, but my top choice, as I mentioned in the waiver wire, Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills. He's available in like roughly between forty five to fifty five percent of leagues. And the beauty of Josh, I know what you're thinking, Chris, Josh Allen sucks. I'm not going to disagree. The guy, I mean, there are times where he, accuracy isn't really his thing. His touch could use a little bit of improvement. Because there are times, you know, when he'll throw, he'll, he might always throw his receiver sometime by like 15, 20 yards. He might throw in a triple coverage. He might like rocket a screen pass off someone's helmet and it gets intercepted. Because he just can't contain his I'm arm. I'm waiting strike. for the good part to come because I honestly am not seeing And here it is. Sweet, sweet rushing yards, baby. Because you can make up for turnovers by running the damn ball. And Josh Allen, despite the fact that he had more turnovers than touchdowns last year, was like a top 15 fantasy quarterback last season because he runs the goddamn ball. And And my man also has a gift for getting in the end zone. But here's the thing. Rushing yards are worth more than passing yards. And particularly if you're in a league where interceptions only cost you one point, those – the disadvantages of having Josh Allen can be instantaneously nullified by those sweet, sweet rushing yards. Also, he, he also he also tends to run the red zone, even with Devin Singletary and Frank Gore around. So Josh Allen, granted he, he has benefited from two pretty easy matchups so far, and he's got another one this week against the Bengals, but Josh Allen, serviceable fantasy quarterback. So guy I like. Now, as, as, as Liam mentioned earlier, even though I don't love him, Jimmy Garoppolo – Okay option so far. Jimmy G. Yes, Jerry Garoppolo. Three touchdowns, one interception last week. Yes, pretty good numbers. His Obviously, things will get better. He won't be playing the Bengals and the Bucks every week, but things will get harder for him. But, hey, not a bad option. Another guy, harder schedule, but veteran guy, no no, no chance he's going to get benched. Matthew Stafford looks pretty good. The Cooter man's out of the building. Daryl Bevel has, has got him back to like pre last year levels. Last the year was very thing, messy. The only Stafford. thing is though, sometimes I feel like this Lions offense is really slow paced and not exactly explosive. And I feel like we, we're not yes. seeing the, like we're not seeing the same, same kind of deep shots under Jim Caldwell with Matthew Stafford right now. And True. I think Patricia, I think Patricia is kind of taking the Patriot way in the way that Bill Belichick you know, plays conservatively, but that's just because Tom Brady's an intellectual madman. It can carve up a defense, you know, just based on pre-snap reads. I don't think Matthew Stafford kind of yes. has that pre-snap ability that I'll, Brady has. I will, and I think, yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. Side. I, I think, I think he's a lot more instinctive. I think he's a, a lot more reactive of a, um, of a quarterback than Brady is. But whereas sure. I think, but so I, I just have my doubts that this offense is going to work for and, Stafford in the long run. In terms and of they Stafford. play in the NFC North too, which isn't good. And you have three very, very good secondary that he has to go up twice a, uh, up twice a year. But basically, if he's not going against, particularly against the Bears or the Vikings, he's he should be a solid play. I mean, he, again, not crazy amount of turnovers. He's usually good for 250 yards or so every game. And I think they're I think they have more weapons this year. 
Uh, Marvin Jones is is healthy, well, unlike yeah, he was last Nola, year. Baby. And yes, exactly. Carryon Johnson is, is is has improved as a pass catcher, and Hawkinson, even though he was a dud last week, should should improve that offense. There's there's more there's more, and Bevel Bevel is a better offensive coordinator than Jim Bob Cooter. He is yes, he's the idiot who decided to run on the one yard line against the Patriots with the seat when he was a coordinator of the Seahawks. But he's not a terrible offensive coordinator, and he's better than the Cooter man. So I think the Stafford is a solid pickup, and like I said, Brissett deep sleeper. Uh, just don't the guys I would avoid crab legs. I expressed my problems with him in week one. He's in too many interceptions, too many misthrows. And exactly. And but 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 the beauty of those guys that I just mentioned prior to crap legs, they're all relatively consistent players. So mm-hmm. that's what you're just looking for a guy that can put up consistent consistently respectable output at this point in time when you when you when you lose a quarterback. So, so, so I would avoid really Andy put- Dalton, avoid Derek Carr, and avoid Jameis Winston, avoid the inconsistent players. Ooh, Derek Carr. I mean, he was terrible last week because everyone was riding, was back on the Derek Carr train after he put up two touchdowns and completed eighty percent of his passes against Denver. What did he do last week? Against against uh, the powerhouse Kansas uh, City like, Chiefs defense, like like forty eight percent. He was like no, sixty. No. He was like sixty percent completion percentage, under two hundred yards, one touchdown, two picks. We'll 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 see how that Gruden train works out. Yeah. All right, but I hey, him and Greg Olson. They're terrible. But. Hey, moving on. Uh, if you if, if you want any more reasons to trust us or not to trust us, as Chris just mentioned, uh, let's talk about hits and whiffs from last weekend uh, when it came to our stardom pickums uh, picks. So, Chris, tell me wh- where where are your where are your regrets, where are your shining moments when it came to your advice right, you well, gave to good people. The, the shining moment, which again was the pick I was the sketchiest on last week, proved to be T.J. Hawkinson being a whiff. My man, yeah. I I was like, yo, like he like don't get too excited about Hawkinson. Yeah, he's still a rookie, and he proved that last week. Stafford had himself a good game, but the the passing game ran through Carryon Johnson and Kenny Galladay last week, and uh, Hawkinson had one catch for six yards against the Chargers. The Chargers, Chargers, Chargers secondary didn't look great, but they did. They 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 made it Hawkinson a non-factor. Now, who are you proud of, though? No, no, no. That's who I was proud of. On the oh. on the sad part, oh, wait, on oh, the no, sad no, 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 hold on, because my whiff is T.J. Hawkinson, so yes. I'm just kind of projecting my own. Sorry, yes, yeah, hate. So, so who was who was your who was your the one you were taking pride in last week? Um, I'm taking pride in the Patriots defense. Wow, really? That was... I, I had I had a whole lot of foul balls. Uh, you could say last weekend. Um, not a whole lot to be proud of, but uh, yeah, so. Patriots defense versus the freaking Dolphins. That was a yeah, that was a, Yay, that was a hell, hell, of a, hell of a performance. So yeah, no one yeah. saw that going. Yeah, but hey man, you you, you freaking chose Alvin Kamara. I know. Well, and, well, that one burned me this week. Well, no, no I, I know, but you said start Alvin Kamara. Who's not starting Alvin Kamara? All right, if you hey, get man, to give an obvious I, one, I, I told you how I told you how I interpret this segment. My spin on this segment, you know, the, 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 again, this is the this is the year full of fantasy difference. Because, yes, it's a start of sit segment, but I'm making picks for who I think is going to be the top player at their respective position that week. And for the, the sit is who I think is going to be the biggest disappointment for the week. That's how I approach it. That's how – so, yes, it's called sit-up starting, but I have a little – I put a little twist on that shit. Okay. A L- little okay. twist. I'm like, I'm, like, I'm like a young M. Night Shyamalan. With All right. Well, 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 who'd you whiff on last week? Alvin Kamara. Simple. I mean, obviously, Drew Brees going out kind of complicated things, but good Lord. I mean, the whole Saints offense was a mess as soon as Brees got out of that game, but Kamara could not get a damn thing going against the Rams, and I think he got about 60 yards on 9,000 touches. So no bueno for a a top-tier RB1. Yeah, so my whiff, um, as we already mentioned, TJ Hawkinson. uh, Yeah, one catch, seven yards, 1.7 in normal PPR leagues. 
Absolutely nothing. Like I said, I think uh, I think Matt Patricia wants his Gronk. I think he's found his Gronk. I think TJ Hawkinson is going to have a lot more good games coming up this season. Last weekend was clearly not one of them. Um, and he, like I said, he, he I, hit the rookie I, wall already. Week two. Yeah, I had a lot of foul balls uh, last week, but uh, TJ Hawkins much better was, was, I didn't have I didn't have nearly I didn't have any like truly like egregious like LOL whiffs last week. So that's gonna so so this week stay tuned. I'm gonna have at least like four. Mm-hmm. The fantasy gods are a fickle bunch. They are. And but again, like like I said last week, man, we're in the prediction making business, and you're gonna look, you're gonna look smart, you're gonna look stupid, you're gonna look like a eh person all the time. That's the only thing we can promise. Exactly, is that a whole bunch of stuff exactly. is gonna happen. Again, be careful of fantasy difference, right there, kids. We can't promise a damn thing other than we're gonna be right, wrong, and in between. Exactly. <laughs> That's a tagline right. right there. Well, one thing I can promise you, it is it. It is time to move on to Stardom Sidum for this week so that we can provide more material for next week where we will yep. where we lament yeah. on our hits and whiffs. Exactly. And you can So <laughs> I'm gonna start this one off and I'm gonna go bold on this one, Chris. Yeah. I'm gonna say start Jacoby Brissett versus Whoa! the Atlanta Falcons. Whoa! That, that, like you that, didn't see the script before the show. I didn't. Well, when I filled it in this morning, I didn't. Your picks were not been made yet, so I did not see. Oh, them. oh! So I you're. I'm, I'm actually coming through, kind no, of surprising that, you. Uh yes, actually, yes, because I, 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 feel, right. I, yeah. So here's the thing. This is my bold pick. I totally understand this pick could come back to bite me in the ass, but I have not been impressed with the Falcons' defense thus far. They've been they really nearly, <laughs> Yeah, they nearly got shut out in week one, and I don't think that was a fluke. I think there was a lot of problems that was not addressed on this defense, particular, particularly the pass rush. I think Grady Jarrett is a pretty lonely lonely island. You know, I'm on a boat. Uh, you know, with with the Atlanta Falcons, uh, right, right there. They they, so, they have some players. The back end of the defense has been terrible. I mean, Christ, yep. Christ Nelson Magler came in there like after the entire Eagles receiving court died last week and got a hundred over hundred yards. Exactly. You know, I also think Jacoby Brissett, I think Marlon Mack is going to have a big game, but I think Jacoby is going to use Eric Ebron and Jack Doyle a lot. They're two oh, yeah. people that are definitely work, uh, worth looking into in the tight end slot for fantasy this weekend if you need uh, to stream Gross. that position. Neither one is guaranteed to get a whole lot of targets, but at least no. one of them is guaranteed no, to get an understatement. One of them is going to get a touchdown. At least one that, of them is going to get a touchdown. Ebron scored last week. Ebron caught one yep. of two touchdowns last week, so he could, yep. he, could, he could make a return to the end zone. Whichever one of them gets the touchdown, Jacoby's going to be the one getting the points. I think he's going to have plenty of rush yards. Uh, Just the way Baker Mayfield kind of got that victory over the Atlanta Falcons last season to make his big statement. I think this game is going to be the big statement for Jacoby Brissett to say, I'm in the NFL and I'm a legitimate quarterback. Yeah, exactly. We're we're taking that AFC South, baby. Let's go. All right, who, who are you telling these people to start now, Chris? All right, for my start, I got uh, this is again. You want you want another bold take here? Uh, Rain Dakota Prescott against the Miami Dolphins. Dak attack, baby. Now, I, I again, I will assure you, I will not pick a dolphin the play against the Dolphins every week. But Prescott has been arguably the best quarterback in the NFL through two weeks, and playing this JV defense that just lost Minka Fitzpatrick in a trade. Like, come on now. Plus, is at home. Miami, mind you, Miami got their ass kicked like that at home. They're not tanking. They're not no, they're tanking. not tanking. They're they're staying very competitive. So, yeah. yes, maybe Xavier Howard can shut down Amari Cooper, but unfortunately, Dallas, even without Michael Gallup, Dallas has a lot of guys they can throw the ball to, and I think Prescott, and, and Prescott can probably run for 9,000 yards on them as well. So I think I expect Prescott to keep rolling this week against the against uh, uh, the JV team down there in Miami. 
Okay, well, one guy I I expect to continue to not keep rolling is Mitch Trubisky versus the Redskins. As oh, really? we dis- yep, a- as we discussed earlier in the show, that Redskins defense is pretty underrated. They have some pretty good pieces on the defensive line, including Deron Payne. I think Mitch Trubisky is going to get harassed. I think Khalil Mack's going to have a good game, but that's only because he's going to be on the field a whole bunch because of a bunch of three and outs. Redskins Wait. get the win in this one. Case Keenum only oh, one God. touchdown, oh, God, I but hope not. I don't want the season yep. to end this soon. <laughs> Case Keenum only one touchdown, but I think two Redskins running backs will get will get touchdowns two, in this one. So wait, mark do, it up. Wait, do the Redskins have two running backs healthy? I didn't even try. I didn't try to name a running back uh, on the Redskins, and that's for a freaking reason, man. Because Chris Thompson probably like fell on the stairs and like and, like broke his hip today, so they probably it's probably just Adrian Peterson. At this yeah, point. I mean, un- unfortunately, Sam Bradford bent down to help him up, and that didn't. Yeah, that, right, that, that he, and, and he was just visiting. He yeah, was it, was, <laughs> it was it was it was just a whole orgy of broken bodies in the hallways yeah, flopping exactly. like he was, just, he was just volunteering for the day. He was he was giving his forty minutes back to the NFL community. Yeah, was hundred minutes back to the NFL community. He, and he just died. He, he was in his candy striper uniform. He had it left over from Arizona. Yeah, Colors matched and everything. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So all right, so I got uh, I went I went I mean I mean I, I how dare Liam sh- uh, slander the uh, electricity electricity that Mr. Bisky has brought to the field the first two weeks and expect it to not continue in week three. That's just that's just <laughs> asinine. Uh, but so I my my sentiment by the way Baker Mayfield. Uh, against the Rams, the Rams secondaries look quite good through the first two weeks, and Baker Mayfield has looked quite bad, even in that uh, blowout win against the Jets. And I don't expect, even though they are returning home this week, I don't expect Mayfield to get back on track this week. I think Wade Phillips is going to throw a lot of weird looks at him, and that line is wretched, 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 wretched. And I know Freddie Kitchens is like, "Oh, we're going to get him to get the ball out faster." I'm like, "Dude, yeah, that, that's a sick, sick idea," but like, your line still sucks. So even if you try to run a screen pass, like I not you're not going to get a bunch of 89 yard touchdowns like you did last week from Odell. So I do not do not like Baker this week. I mean, I, I don't think Odell Beckham Jr. is done putting up 89 yard touchdowns. No, this nor do I. But I think and, and trust me, Odell uh, Baker's lucky he had Odell on 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 Monday night because Baker was horrifically inaccurate, like particularly down the field. So he was very lucky that Odell and was helping him out on I mean, Odell decided to ball out in front of the, his old uh, his in his old stadium there at MetLife. Yeah, and also, I mean, he he didn't have a whole lot of yardage in the game, but um, Jarvis Landry had, uh, I think, two third-down catches that were pretty clutch in that game for the Browns. Yeah, and so, you know, still great tandem there. You know, for I'm sure. really excited. Um, I, I'm excited to see them in midseason form, that uh, the, the the OBJ and Jarvis Landry connection, because I think that's going to be a lot pretty me. fruitful. I, yeah. yeah, I mean the, the Browns. I don't know. I mean, I was. I they remind me of the Dream Team Eagles going into the season, and so far, I I, I have not. I still feel that way. So we'll see. I mean, Mayfield obviously had. I may, Mayfield is a guy that I really like coming out of college, and he had a good rookie year. But I, I think it's also like the the sophomore the sophomore growing pains are very real. Like when when particularly we're dealing with a first year head coach, and like teams can scheme around you. They have a years worth of tape on you, and so far, I mean, like Greg Williams obviously was his former defensive coordinator, so he knew his tendencies. And clearly, friggin' Mike Vrabel and Dean Pease schemed the shit out of him week in week one too. So, and he he's not, and he has another rough assignment on Sunday against Wade Phillips. That's that's the main reason that I'm like Wade Phillips, veteran coordinator. He, he's probably gonna confuse the hell out of him, and that's why I don't like the matchup. Yep. Well, hopefully he can learn from his mistakes because that Greg Williams defense uh, shifting from man to zone really threw him off. It and, sure did. And, yeah, and let, like you said, Wade Phillips is no spring chicken when it comes to defenses, and I think he's gonna be able to throw Baker off his game. Uh, I'm not starting him personally, unless, you know, I forget to set my lineup, in which case I will start him. So go Baker. Uh, so moving on. Set, dude. Put your money where your mouth is. 
<laughs> Chris, tell me about the guys with the legs. All right. Well, this is uh, well. This, there's. I, I hope that all these guys have legs. But um, <laughs> this, but I know what you mean. That would be the running back. And again, just again, like brace yourself, guys. Like this is this is just woof. Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, again, I don't want to gang up on the the stupid Dolphins, but I think this and Elliott had himself a nice week against the Redskins this week. I think this is going to be the week where he looks he's truly like in peak Zeke form. Again, I don't think that if you can name more than like one guy on the Dolphins front, my I tip my hat to you because I can't. And Sony Michelle, who ran for about two yards in Week One, looked like friggin' Barry Sanders on Sunday against the Dolphins. So. And another hot take. I think Ezekiel Elliott is better than Sony Michelle. So uh, if he if he runs for anything less than if he runs for anything less than two hundred and fifty yards, it's a disappointment. Two hundred fifty yards. Two hundred fifty yards. All right. So maybe three hundred fifty. Uh, so so my prediction was my prediction was at least two Redskins running backs, whoever they may be, will get touchdowns. You're saying two hundred fifty yards for Ezekiel Elliott. Minimum. We're gonna put that on Facebook. Minimum. Maybe four hundred yards. Who wow. knows? Oh, 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 hi, Mark. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and uh, take a page out of Chris's book, and I'm gonna say start Alvin Kamara versus Seattle because I couldn't think of anybody else to put in this slot. That's that's but that, that is actually is kind of ballsy because they because they, they're the particularly they're running the two quarterback situation with Teddy Bridgewater and Taysom Hill. Yeah, but at the same time, though, I think Alvin Kamara is going to want to rebound from that performance last weekend. Yeah. I also think I also think uh, t- the whole tandem quarterback thing with uh, Taysom Hill and Teddy Bridgewater is a, is a little bit overblown. I think they I want agree. to see what they have in Teddy Bridgewater going forward. There's a reason why he signed a one-year extension with New Orleans is because I think he believes that he can be the future after Drew Brees uh, eventually retires, and I think that's going to be soon, possibly even after this year. Otherwise, why would Teddy Bridgewater have yep. only signed a one-year deal if he didn't know he wasn't going to get extended time to prove what he could do? So, yep. yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say – Anybody with uh, associated with uh, playing with Teddy Bridgewater in the run game is somebody you should take a look at starting. Alpha Kamara, obviously the top guy there. Seattle, good run defense, though. Yeah. Very good run defense so far. Uh, so so sit him on the running I mean, but, but Alpha Kamara, baby. I know. and he, he, he But he, he, he's been decent but not great so far this year. But regardless. Anyways, moving on. Sit him. Uh, Joe Mixon. Yes, I understand that they have a but Bob Bubble's run defense actually looked pretty good this year. They were terrible last season. I, I, I don't even I don't even think he's that healthy either. No, but I think it's a combination. There's the reason I'm not starting to. He's rolled his ankle, and the Bengals line has been. If you think the Texans line has been bad, that Cincinnati like the passing game has been okay. But since he's run blocking has been abysmal. I know it's crazy, but guys, if you if you have Bobby Hart and John Miller starting, you might not be able to block. So, Remember that year they drafted like you know first round, second round like tackle. Oh guys. yeah, it was freaking. Like oh my god, it was this. Oh, you had to. Oh my god, I know exactly and, what you're talking about. The, it was Jake got, Fisher from Oregon, and then yeah. oh crap, who was the other kid? He was garbage. They were both garbage. Oh Cedric Oga 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 oh, from Texas A&M. They yeah. both sucked. But they and, and it was and, and uh, it was the guy the guy they sent to uh, Los Angeles, the left tackle, the Whitehead. Whitworth, Whitworth, yeah, Whitworth, Whitworth, yeah, Whitworth left, and then they were they were left with those stiffs, and they they have not gotten any better. And mind you, like Cordy Glenn's hurt right now, and he's like their only like okay lineman. So oh, it's a mess there. So yeah, for the foreseeable future, uh, and at least until you know Mixon is at least healthy, don't start his ass. Particularly as Buffalo's defense has been very very good so far. So yeah, I'm not touching Joe Mixon this week, and I'm actually very glad. I almost I almost drafted him, 
in a league, and I'm and I was actually mad at myself for not drafting him immediately afterwards. Not mad anymore. Might have dodged the bullet good. there. All right. Well, one guy that uh, I actually went ahead and passed on in one league, and I'm going to tell you to sit this week. Sit Todd Gurley versus the Browns. Captain arthritis. Yep. What one of the big reasons the Browns were were able to blow the Jets out last weekend is mainly because the Browns were able to uh, bottle up Le'Veon Bell, who's one of the few pretty productive players on this Jets offense uh, this season. And I think Todd Gurley is putting a lot of carries with Malcolm Brown right now. Uh, there's also that other kid they drafted in the third round that they're barely using right now. Darryl Anderson. Even, yeah. There, there you go, Chris. That's why you're not getting guy. a lot of touches. Yeah, yeah, not getting a whole lot of touches right now. So that Rams backfield is pretty muddled, especially going up against Brown's defense. That's been that has a front that's pretty freaking terrifying with uh, Olivier Vernon, uh, Ogan Joby, and of course Mr. Miles Garrett, who nearly broke off Trevor Simeon's foot last week. He, he, that he did. Yes, that their, he their, did. their run, their, run, their, their pass rush has been great, but their run defense has been vulnerable. I mean, Bell Bell broke off some nice carries last week. But, oh, no, but he, he he absolutely didn't. He was also still pretty effective in the passing game. But at the end of the day, uh, Cleveland was able to – I don't want to say put the brakes on him, but they were able well, to contain him enough that they were able to keep the yes, big plays to a minimum. And he wasn't a huge factor in terms of uh, getting the Jets to move enough. the ball consistently. Fair enough, fair enough. And 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 you can't run him every play. And every, every time the Jets went to pass until like the third quarter, it was a disaster. Exactly. So yeah, you just have to make sure make sure Le'Veon is contained. And that Jets offense is going to sputter. Uh, moving on to the, to more guys who are meant to catch the ball. Uh, you know, Le'Veon sees himself as a receiver, running back, wants to get paid like a hybrid. Yep. Whatever. I'm going to tell you guys to start. Go ahead, either Adam Thielen or Stephon Diggs versus the Raiders. This Raiders defense, I think, is pretty dreadful. Cleveland Farrell might turn out to be okay. Abrams right now is dealing with injury. He's still he's, he's going out for the to be season. Pretty, out for the uh, year. Duh. He, uh, yeah, I saw that report today. Anyway, yeah. So this, this this Raiders defense is only going downhill. I don't believe in John Gruden. I think Thielen and Diggs, and I think Kirk Cousins as well is going to have a pretty big day against this Raiders defense. Well, so we'll see. I'll, hopefully, that, that that would require a big change of philosophy over there because ever since Kevin Stefanski's been has been uh, the OC there, it's been just run, 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 run that ball. Oh, um, your boy Dalvin I Cook. Know, how, still, how'd that work out last week? Um, there, <laughs> their guy. Still, we're, we're still there's still two to three more weeks before I admit Dalvin Cook's good, so we're still yeah. we're still in a we're still we're we're still I'm still not doing it yet. Um, All right. Anyway, so stardom Tyler Lockett, uh, Saints secondary has looked absolutely dreadful for the first two weeks of the season. Lockett uh, was is obviously led, led the Seahawks in receptions last week, so I think Russell Wilson is going to go lo- going to go feed Lockett. He's got I think Metcalf's going to have a nice day too, but even even like Marshawn Lattimore has not looked good so far. So even if he draws him and he might draw Ken Crawley, he might draw PJ Williams. If he draws if, if Lockett draws PJ Williams, then it's over. Then then he'll he'll explode. But anyways, I Lockett. That that's my guy this week. All right, uh, and for my sit I'm going to tell you guys to sit Will Fuller on the bench. Uh, he's a pretty big uh, big play guy. But I think with uh, Ingram and uh, and Bosa crashing it on Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson's going to want to get out of the pocket. I think he's going to go a lot more to p- people like Duke Johnson and Carlos Hyde. DeAndre Hopkins is obviously going to have his catches because, well, he's DeAndre Hopkins. Will Fuller, being the deep that, that he is, not going to get a whole lot of looks. But, of course, he could always get one 60-yard catch and touchdown, making this option pretty null. So, yeah, sit Will Fuller versus the Chargers. All right, and this is my my ballsy pick of the week is my sit him, uh, Devontae Adams against Denver. Mm. Because Adams, granted, he he looked better last week. 
when he didn't have to face the Bears secondary against the Vikings. But this is, he's going to get a lot of Chris Harris Jr. and I think Rod, I think Roger will have an okay game because we're, uh, but I think it will be a Valdez Scantling, Jimmy Graham type of game. Maybe some more Aaron Jones. So I, I just don't, I don't see Devontae Adams. I think I, I can see Devontae Adams finishing like the 50, 60 yard range, which is not WR one status that, that he was yeah. drafted as. But it's not awful. Definitely no, not. No, awful. not no, not terrible. I don't I don't think Adams I, I think Adams is too good to put up a complete friggin' dud. But I, I just don't I don't love him. I don't love him as an, as the as the RB one that he has uh, RB one WR one. He's been he's touted as. I don't I don't like him at that level this week. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, now who do you who do you like at the tight end level, Chris? Tell um, me that. All right. So I think I mean this is a guy that I am in love with, and he has not really delivered. He's delivered two mediocre games. I think this will be the week that he gets he gets on the track. That would be George Kittle of the 49ers. I mean, they're receive the guys around him. It's going to be a revolving door all season. I think Kittle will assert his dominance this week when the Steelers when the banged up Steelers come to town. So maybe maybe 100 plus yards, a couple touchdowns. Yep, I know. I'm actually going to agree with you on this one. George Kittle versus Steelers for me, too. Uh, I think the Steelers are going to spend a lot more time on defense than they are on, on than they are on offense, especially with Mason Rudolph stepping in for the recently injured Ben Roethlisberger. So I think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to have fun with some of the toys on this offense, and they're going to experiment a little bit. And I think they're going to try to get, get Kittle some receptions to try to get his motor going. He's kind of like a diesel engine, you know, going to yep. rev, rev that up a little bit. But once you get him going, he's going to – slide right on through this season just like well, last season because like we said in the nfl people are always consistent from year one to year two it's yeah it's just something you can always count on exactly uh, uh, exactly but kittle got over 1300 yards last season with three different quarterbacks which is stupid and the niners had absolutely nobody else on the team so that, that's why i believe in george kittle and i think that's why he will, he will overcome this mediocre start and get back on the get back on the pain train plus the the Niners the Steelers couldn't shut down Will Disley last week next uh, last week and while we're not positive if Kittle was going to be this good forever for for, for in, the, in the long run I will say save another hot take I think he's better than Will Disley Ooh. again right. again this is what you this is what you, this is what you guys come here for nuclear <laughs> takes like George Kittle is better than Will Disley <laughs> all right now who are you telling to sit on the bench Austin Hooper I mean the he's been he's been, he's been he's been he's been okay so far. But I, but again, indie indie secondary is pretty damn good, and I think this, and they're also a great. They're still playing in a dome, but I think you take. I I think that this will. I think this will be a much more. I think this will be a Julio, Calvin Ridley centric week. I think Hooper will be left in the dust in the in the target share. All right, and I'm gonna say you should sit Darren Waller versus the Vikings. I think the Vikings. Oh. Are, yeah, I I I think they're gonna eat, eat this Raiders offense alive. Um. Three points for the Raiders in this one. Darren Waller, no receptions. Whoa, 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 no receptions. No receptions. Wow. So so is, is Hunter Renfro going to get all the catches? Oh, yeah. Okay. Kylo Renfro is coming through, baby. It, they, I mean, it, 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 no better time than now. Yep. No better time than now. The, 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 the receding hairline will charge forward. Yes, the, the, the perhaps the oldest looking twenty three year old man on the planet. <laughs> it's but, how his hairline is, man. Chill. I know. All right, so we 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 on the flex train now. We're, we're on the flex train. We're, we're on the flex train, it, baby. All, All right. right, you you want a bold pick? All right, you want a bold pick, Chris? Give it to me. You're gonna stop Peyton Baba versus the Giants, kid. What the hell, really? Yeah. Listen. All right. 
he he's been getting he's gotten at least ten touches uh between yeah like, yeah and and, and, and the the Ronald Jones hype train kind of derailed last week. <laughs> I was on a call I was on a concert last Thursday night I, I, with one of my friends and it was hysterical because he had just picked him up that afternoon and he was all excited about Ronald Jones because I was like wow I was impressed with how well he played week one because he, he like he was a healthy scratch for half this rookie season on the Bucks who like literally couldn't run the ball so I was like I was like oh maybe Jones has turned a corner. And then he had like four carries for no yards in week two, and Peyton Barber just completely dominant took over the backfield. And I think Bruce Arians is the kind of guy who likes to ride the hot hand. That's why he I'm does. saying Peyton Barber. I think he's going to if, – if you're in a PPR, PPC league, uh, especially too, he's definitely worth, worth looking into. Wait, wait. People have points per carry leagues. I'm in a my yeah one of my leagues is that's a points per nonsense. Carry it's point no, it, it, nonsense. It's, it's, yeah, but it's 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 point five per carry. That's still insane. You, 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 should, you should also you, everyone should also give a half point for a completed pass. So every score can be five hundred to four eighty seven. It's ridiculous. Get points for doing your job. I mean, stupid. The, the average score in the league is only like one between like one thirty five, one fifty. That's 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 insane. Insane. Yeah. What do you get? What do you get? Like what do you get? Like one point per touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyways, I'll, I'll stop. I'll stop shaming you for your leagues, and um, I will move on to my flex stardom, Mecole Hardman. Now, Miko Hardman, nice. He he integrated to the starting lines pretty seamlessly. And since Sammy Watkins exploded week one, Demarcus Robinson exploded this last week. I think that it's Miko Hardman's time to shine against the Ravens. So he'll probably get nine catches for three thousand yards and four touchdowns. <laughs> All right, uh, and my sit-em for the flex is sit carry on Johnson versus the Eagles. Um. Couldn't think of a whole lot more options. The Eagles defensive front has been trying to pick up this. Uh, banged up, though. Kind of, yeah. Banged up. A little, little banged up right now, but I don't know. Look for Danny Amendola to have a better better game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, he, he exploded week one and he got nothing last week, so he's due for a bounce back. Exactly. That's that's the way the Danny A train goes. Yeah, Chris, yeah, what are you telling us to sit on the bench? Uh, this was tough, but I'm going with Robert Woods for two reasons. A, the Brown secondary has been lights out through two weeks. And B, Cooper Cup's return has been very bad for his target share. So I don't expect Woods is likely going to draw mm, probably Gritty. He's, he's either going to draw Gritty Williams. I was, I'm assuming Cooks is going to – Denzel Ward is going to get Cooks. And then he'll either get Greedy Williams or oh crap, the other corner whose name I'm um, Denzel Ward. No, no, no. It's uh, God damn it. I know his name too. Whatever. Other corner. Woods is gonna get. I think Woods is gonna have a hard time getting getting open against that broad secondary. So I do not like him on Sunday night. He only got twenty yards last week against the Saints. So I don't expect. I don't expect. Him, I don't expect him to bounce back this week. And as long as Cups on the field, I think he'll, he's a WR three at best. All right. And uh, for me, I'm gonna say Stephen Kostowski versus the Jets. Uh, Surprisingly, I think this, I think the Patriots are going to stall out on more than a couple of drives uh, in this game versus the Jets. Uh, they have a, they have a good couple of pieces on defense, including C.J. Mosley, and uh, I think Greg Williams is going to try to bring it to Brady and try to make a statement in the same way he did or the way he attempted to versus Baker Mayfield because you yeah. know Baker and Baker and Brady are like the real life Tony Stark and Peter Parker. You know, in in my opinion, that's that's, and, a, that's, a, that's an app comparison. Yeah, and I I think Greg Williams will see it that way. So I think Greg Williams challenges Brady. I think Kostowski yep. gets you know good, good three field goals on the night. Yeah, that's fair. Enough. The, the the only thing I would add to that though is that yes, Mayfield has Peter Parker's age with Tony Swarker, Tony Starker's uh, Tony Stark's arrogance. That's that's the only difference. Peter Stark. Parker, Peter Tony Starker. Yes, I right. Yeah, that, that that's the spinoff. That that's what, that, that, that's what Sony rebranded. So no, Sony rebranded him as uh, Tony as, as Tony Starker so they can move on. 
uh, or Peter Starker. Uh, anyways, so my my kicker starter, Joey Sly. He's back. Low level mobster, kicking kicking dingers. Six through the first two weeks, even with with future Hall of Famer Kyle Allen starting this week. I, I think the train's going to keep rolling for Joey Sly. The Carolina's going to stall the hell, at, at, stall like hell in the red zone nonstop. And Sly's, and maybe we'll kick another couple 50 yarders. Let's go. Joey Sly. Okay. And I'm going to say sit Eddie Pinheiro versus the Redskins. I think the Chicago defense, I, like I said, I think the Chicago offense is going to have a tough time versus this Redskins defense. A lot of three and outs uh, outside of field goal range. Uh, Magic Eddie, it's not that he's missing anything, it's just that he doesn't get any opportunity. Eddie, Eddie, Eddie is going to die after one week. That's too bad. Yeah. So defenses on the defense. Oh, well, well, you didn't let me. You didn't let me. I, I gotta get my kicker sit him in there real quick. Kaimi Fairbane. My, my my bad, man. Kaimi Fairbane. Bad. Chargers defense obviously has not looked the greatest, and the Texans are susceptible. And he had two field goals last week, but I I think that he, I think that either like I don't know. I, I don't think that's gonna be a particularly high scoring affair out there in Houston. I mean, sorry, in L.A. Okay. So I don't think Fairbane's gonna get a lot of opportunities. All right, well, on to defenses. I'm going to tell you guys to start the Vikings defenses for, uh, defense versus the Raiders. I've been saying it all night. This Vikings defense is going to eat the Raiders alive. Derek Carr, two interceptions, one touchdown. Uh, Anthony Bard, three sacks. Wow, that, that's, that, that's, 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 like, that's more sacks than Bard's got in the last like three seasons. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> Well, it was worth, <laughs> worth every penny that nine zillion dollar contract, though. Straight uh, up, man. No, 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 no. This is gonna be a, no, again. Knock one last crazy take before we before we get out of here. Uh, Patriots defense against uh, Luke Falk, who just dressed in his first NFL game last week. I think, and the Jets line is awful, and Belichick is gonna take pride in ruining Luke Falk's life and then yelling at Adam Gase. And another, they'll probably uh, something comparable to the seven sack, four takeaway, two touchdown infer They might not get two touchdowns this week. But I don't, they'll probably get 19 sacks and three takeaways. Wow. Talk about a bold take. Uh, and I'm going to tell you guys. It's terrifying. <laughs> I'm Even against tell a crap you- competition, it's terrifying. <laughs> I'm going to tell you guys to sit the Broncos defense versus the Packers. Um, I'm not, not going to lie. I wasn't a Matt LaFleur believer going into this season. I thought him and Aaron Rodgers were going to be combustible. That still remains to be seen. But right now, Aaron Rodgers is being Aaron, Ro- Aaron Rodgers, and his offense is being serviceable. Uh, and I think this, I think this Broncos uh, team is going to start to crack just after last week, especially after Good. that Good. field goal that the Bears didn't get, didn't really deserve to kick. That was a pretty, uh, yeah, that was a pretty brutal loss for Fangio. So he yeah. might, he might lose that team if they lose to Green Bay this week. Absolutely. Already, already. So yes, my my sitem would be a defense that has come out of nowhere uh, to. Uh, set the fantasy world ablaze in the first two weeks. These that'd be the 49ers. I'm still not convinced of their about their defense. They've looked better. They've gotten they've gotten take they've already gotten more takeaways this season than they did all of last season, which is insane. They only have they, I think they, they had three takeaways last year. They've had they got four in the first two weeks, which is wild. But mm-hmm. however, those were against the Bucks and the Bengals. Well, even with the Mason Rudolph led Steelers, I don't think the Steelers are going to turn the ball over a lot. And I don't think they give up a lot of sacks. So I just do not. I don't. I'm not. I'm not sold on the Niners defense being. They they could be improved, but I'm not sold on them being this dominant force yet. And they're being ranked as like a top five fantasy defense this week, which I think is insane, even against a second year quarterback it, making his first career start. It's just because you know this 49ers defense has had so many goddamn first round picks going into it over the last ten years they, that how they should be good. They have, and the only guy that they've hit on. So far, that you can lay as a confirmed hit. DeForest Buckner is nasty. He's one of the most yeah. underrated players in the league, but he's more of a run stopper. He's not really a pass rusher. He 
he he he pass rushes a bit, but he's he's a like dominant against the run. This is Solomon Thomas's year, bro. Now they whiffed on Eric Armstead. Confirmed Solomon Thomas's whiff. Nick Bosa, if he can stay healthy, I think he's gonna be a hell of a player. Mm-hmm. But the, their back end of the secondary is like they is, isn't great, and I, I think that the Niners defense will start to you, the, their their holes they have, particularly in the back end, will be exposed when they actually and it won't be this week. I don't think Steelers are gonna put up a lot of points in them, but I think their I think their holes will be exposed when they play the Seahawks and they play the Rams and they play teams with legit quarterbacks and offenses. Definitely. All right. Well, that is the end of Stardom Sidem, and we are on to the end of the show. Final thoughts. Uh, final, Chris? Th- uh, final thoughts. Um, check out the new trailer for our unofficial sponsor, uh, Knives Out. Came out today. That's yep, right. No, no, no football thoughts. Directed by Ryan Johnson. Um, Just we, we no love you, thoughts. Ryan. Yeah, we love you. Send it. Give it. Uh, give it. Give us. Get it, Give us. Give us tickets to the advanced screening. November in theaters, November twenty seventh. By the way. Um. Yeah. We, we never mind. Give me the advanced screening of the new uh, Rise of Skywalker. Well, that that I, I mean, hold on, Ryan. Are, are you still allowed on Disney lot property? He, he is. I mean, he. I mean, he could probably still hook, hook you up, even though JJ Abrams directed this one. But because uh, he is obviously yeah. has a deal for the well, next trilogy. And that's what I'm saying. Is he even still allowed? You know, like yeah. also the, well, the, the Ryan Johnson trilogy is not freaking. Con- confirmed all right There's no it is been- no it, it's it's confir- it's yeah it's a little messy i, I think no is- no it- it, it is it has not been fully confirmed. There's no there's no record of any kind of funding or budget going into it right now. It's just been a bunch of rhetoric on social media. Uh, yeah, no. you're not you, okay, okay. Obviously, I do. You obviously you know, you know a lot more about this about the actual universe. But I will say one thing: Ryan Johnson has agreed to a contract. There's just no definitive window when they're going to come out. And I have a feeling that I think he has like a tentative contract. This is now this is just conjecture on my end. But I think. If Rise of Skywalker disappoints, I think they're gonna like. I think they're gonna have to like completely rebrand everything, and, and they'll probably will not let him do his trilogy because they, they don't. Isn't David? Isn't David Benioff and DB Weiss have one lined up too? Yeah, and Jesus I, Christ! I, 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 no, 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 no. I think that is going to be a great. Uh, that that's going to be a great trilogy because it's a lot more condensed than freaking ten seasons of of Game of Thrones, and people yeah. are forgetting that there was tons of great seasons of Game of Thrones. Like, I I forgot that. Yes, I forgot that. Very yeah, I, I definitely forgot that. Okay, well, every week I hate by Ryan Johnson for God's sakes. Yeah, no, you're welcome. Damn you. That's what I'm here for. Uh, yeah, anyways, right. week, week three, important week for fantasy. Could be all right. So if you lose this week, time thought, to panic. My final thought: Please tune in on Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to Next Level Rugby. I will be making my commentary debut for Harvard versus Cornell. It's Harvard's opening game at Magoni Field. This is rugby-related. Yeah. So if you're a rugby fan, please tune in and like on Facebook, Next Level Rugby, ran, uh, ran by the Connecticut native, Mr. Ryan Gipty. Shout out to Ryan. You're the man. Um, that's my final thought. Yes. So if there's nothing else, I'd like to say thank you folks for listening to this episode of Earful of Fantasy. Remember, you can catch us every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. here on Facebook. We are going to be switching the live stream to our normal Facebook page, Earful of Fantasy, so make sure to like that on Facebook. You can also check us out every Thursday morning via your favorite podcast provider. Speaking of podcast providers, make sure you subscribe to the Earful of Fantasy and whatever provider that may be, and the show will only be listed on earful of dirt's normal feed for one more week Last so fantasy. while you yeah and also while you're at it and as i've said a million times before like us on facebook earful of fantasy follow us on twitter at eo fantasy 
Thank you, folks. You guys have been the best. May the fantasy gods be kind to you unless you're playing us. Peace out. See you next week, kids. You've been listening to Earful of Fantasy on the Earful of Sports Media Network. Be sure to tune in next week. We're live each Wednesday night on Facebook and available every Thursday morning from your favorite podcast service. Support the show for free stuff and an on-air shout-out at patreon.com slash earful. And be sure to hit us up throughout the week on Twitter at EOFantasy. Until next time, check those trades and watch them stats. <laughs>